Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep Tea. And I'm Natalie. And guys, we Woo! are recording at Spotify Studios today in New York City. Woo! We are so excited about this. We have not shared it with anyone yet, but we have recently partnered with Spotify. And so that's why we're here recording in their studios. And so this is like a huge milestone in kind of our podcasting careers and for this podcast and so, yeah, it's it's just been really exciting to see, like, where this podcast can go. And I think Deep D and I just want to take this time to thank all of you guys again, all mm-hmm. of our listeners, our little community that we created that is growing every, every day for just, like, tuning in, listening, giving us advice, providing questions for us, challenging us when necessary, yeah. um, because it's been really, really fun. And yeah. also, I just want to tell you, Deep D, like, I am so glad that you are my co-host and Aww, my partner in all of this. That's so sweet. Like, when we decided to just, like, launch this for fun, mm-hmm. this podcast for fun, I would have never, like, just guessed at all the things we could have achieved with this. But also, I'm so glad that it, it's just been you. Like, know. you know, like, I'm so glad that you have been my partner in this because I definitely couldn't have done this alone or with anyone else. Oh, thank you. You guys, she's actually tearing up. <laughs> I take everything back. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was really sweet. And I think we've talked about this before. Like, it's been such a journey that we've been on. And it hasn't always been easy. But to have you by my side and, you know, to just have, like, someone to, like, cope with and also just, like, be creative with and create this community with. I think it's been so special that it's been you. And, you know, we haven't always, like, started off close, you know. And so for us to grow this podcast and even us like personally our friendship I think it's been such a such a beautiful thing I know it's so crazy that no, we're here yeah. like it's awesome I know so well thank thank you guys again yeah. all of you guys listening because without you guys we wouldn't be here sitting in a Spotify studio today and having this partnership with them we're also really excited to share some exciting things that are coming our way like we're dying to share it with you Ooh. so so many, things, yeah. so many things on the horizon. Yes. And I just love being in a studio with you. It, I feel like it's such a better vibe. Like I can see your face. I can make fun of you easier. <laughs> I can, please. Yeah, I'm just kidding. There's not that much to make fun of. Oh, please. Uh, that was a lie. Yeah, I know. I was going to say. Hmm, Maury says that's a lie. Let's, let's talk about what you were saying to me before I pressed record. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but this isn't the only reason why we're here in New York City. Yeah. Um, you're here because of the US, US Open. Open. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What an incredible experience US Open is. I play tennis for like 10 plus years. So for me, for them to invite me to... Uh, an amazing, incredible match, especially the number one like person in the world right now. I got to see him last night, Carlos Alcaraz. Oh it was incredible. Like it's just such a different energy when you're there in person. And so, yeah, just so much fun. But um, I love our New York little adventures. Every time we're in New York together, we do fun things. Like, what do you have going on on this trip? Well, you already know why I'm in New York. <laughs> I do. I just want you to tell our <laughs> listeners, baby. So I actually came for New York Fashion Week, um, but I also came to visit a boy. It's a little New York City guy. I think they know. Oh. If they've been listening to our episodes. They know about New York City boy. <laughs> So this trip is half and half. I'm going to go to some of the New York Fashion Week events and then also spend time with him and just to see like where it can go. But I'm a little bit nervous because um, I don't think he knows I have IBS. And usually that's like the first thing you ever disclose to somebody. Okay, wait, can I? So I was trying to talk about poop with him and he was just like, I don't like talking about that stuff. And I was like, is that a red flag? Like, am I the red flag or are you the red flag? Uh, He's going to have to get comfortable talking about poop with you. That's the first time I've had a guy I'm dating say that to me. Because I feel like with all my past boyfriends, like, it was just like a very, like, I would use it, like, I would talk (laughs) about it as like a joke. Yeah. Or just like openly. Whatever. Like, like, reference, like, me using the bathroom. Like, (laughs) I was I wasn't just like openly talking about it. I wasn't like, hey, I yeah. love poop. <laughs> I was just like referencing like, oh, I had a stomach ache, and I was about oh. to say like, oh, it was something like bowel movement related. And he's like, oh Ugh. no, I don't like talking about that stuff. Did you use the word bowel? 
<laughs> I hate that word. I did. I was Moist just like, and bowel. Those are my two most used words in my vocabulary. I'm but anyways, I started to talk about it. And he was like, yeah, I don't like talking about that stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, that's half my life. And I, I felt awkward. I was like, I actually felt uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think this is going to work out because I talk about it all the time, like with my girlfriends, not really with my family, <laughs> but like with my girlfriends, with like oh, with you so particularly, because I'm always running to the bathroom before we, you know, press record. Mm -hmm. um, and like all my past boyfriends, we would just like not like we would just like reference it. I don't know. Like we would just be like, like, for example, Shane, when we had to share that hotel room in Mexico for our, like for our post pods honeymoon. I was like, hey, I'm going to ruin the toilet, turn the TV <laughs> on loud, or leave the hotel room. Uh, like, Yeah, you had, like it was easy. It was, It's a part of yeah. life, you know? Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't a huge, like, I don't like talking about that stuff. But like really? with We you, talk about it all the time. Well, yeah, with you, because I'm just like, it's easy now, because you bring it up so often. I can't be like, really, I don't want to discuss this. But it's half our conversations. But like, when I'm <laughs> it's running... It's not a bad thing. When I'm like, running to the bathroom, like, what do you want me to say? What, what I'm trying to tell you is, originally, <laughs> I don't like talking about it, right? So maybe uh, with this person, you just have to expose it more to him, and then he'll get comfortable. Or I respect his boundaries when I'm really bad at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. <laughs> you can't, you so, can't, yeah. So you're going to have to... So I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think this this is going to go anywhere. Like my relationship with him. It's not going to... Really, it's not going to go to shit, literally. <laughs> Get it? I'm so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's literally going to go to shit. Oh, so. no. I think you got to just ease him into it. Like maybe don't use the words bowel. Maybe oh. just be like, what else do I use it when my stomach is literally fucking talking and just say, I have to go to I have to use the bathroom. I have to go like use like like don't use like trigger words to poop. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I'll keep you guys updated. Um, I'm sure that he will dump me after this weekend. <laughs> So Natalie's weekend consists of New York Fashion Week events and poop conversations. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah. And a little bit of love sprinkled in there. Yeah. So I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I'm I'm you. not hopeful, but, you know, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm going to skip out on all the New York Fashion Week events this weekend. I'm so tired. I miss yeah. my bed. I've been traveling for the last like three and a half weeks. I'm like ready to be at home. Yeah. Chilling. And quite honestly, I think that Sometimes it could be overrated. I think a lot of people go to just like be seen and not because they're like really into fashion. <laughs> I think there's one event I really want to go to because I really like the brands. They yeah. make a lot of like the suits that I wear. Ooh, I love and you that. know, I'm a big suits girl. Oh, so. Same girly. But I just want to see the like retweet. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to see what's new. But beyond that, I feel like yeah. um, the other ones don't really like. I'm, I'm not really like interested mm -hmm. but I think it's still really fun that we get those opportunities yeah absolutely absolutely I'm in the mindset of I don't want to be seen I'm just like oh I just want to like go home <laughs> but wait so have you watched the new Love is Blind trailer for season five yeah for season five I just watched it today same what are your thoughts here's my thing with new cast of like any show that I watch it takes me a little bit of time to warm up to them yeah if that makes sense so I watched it five times <laughs> You did? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, okay, let me like get like the feel for it. It feels like, I mean, tra trailers are always this. They're always drama filled. There's like, you know, very crazy things happening. I'm trying to put it all together. I'm like, what is going on? Like, who's talking to who? But it looks exciting. I don't know. I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. For me, when I first watched it, I didn't really get any like feelings from it. Like yeah. when I watched ours, it like evoked, I don't know if if it's because I was, I was, oh, I was on the show, just going to say it, we were on it. Like That's the why. way like the song and the trailer was made and evoked like some sort of like emotion Feeling. for me. But mm -hmm. the same thing with season three and four is like, like season three was more like a glammy vibe. And mm -hmm. I felt like, wow, this is really just like, yeah, it's going to be like, you could feel it's going to be a crazy season. Mm -hmm. Same with four. I felt like more like there's more like attached. Oh, yeah, like there was like you come off watching the trailer and be like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I didn't feel that way with seeing season five's trailer. I feel like it was just kind of like all put over together. the place. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a great point. I also think like, is it because, you know, when we were on season two, three and four kind of hit like 
close to home still, you know, because we're still fresh off the the feelings of the show. And like as more seasons come out, are we becoming more like desensitized to it kind of? I don't that could be a reason. I don't know. You're right, though. It like didn't. That's why I watched it five times. Yeah. I was like, I want to feel something, you know. But again, takes me a minute to warm up. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see who is on the cast. I kind of have an idea. People are predicting who's on the cast based on this Variety article that released like the entire cast. But they only put the social media handles for five men and five women. Okay. So people are thinking <laughs> the people with the social media handles mm-hmm. in in that Variety article or that Variety cast release yeah. are the people who are going to be part of the main cast. Oh, so it's kind of a giveaway. Yeah. yeah. So someone sent that to our DMs on Out of the Pods. And so mm-hmm. it, it kind of just like, I was like, oh, these are going to be the people yeah. like, I need to watch out for yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. Even the trailer, it's so like you can see like kind of faces or like by hair color, you can see like who's getting engaged, who gets down on one knee, you know what I mean? Or yeah. like who makes it to the wedding scenes. So you kind of have like small telltales of it. But yeah, let's let's see what this cast is going to. It doesn't seem like the cast is very diverse, though. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're going off of the Variety article and the people with social media handles are like mm-hmm. the main cast members, you know. I think that this is probably going to be the least diverse. Yeah. This is probably going to be the least diverse Love is Blind cast, which is kind of disappointing. Like, I kind of get it because you can't, like, force people to, like, get together. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of out of the control of the producers to, you know, like. Wait, do we know what season this is? Or do we know what city this is? Yeah, it's Houston. Houston, thank you. Because I was going off of diversity, like, based on the, se- like, the location of the season. Mm, you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, you never know, like, who applies, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the the broader cast is pretty diverse, but I think the people who got engaged aren't. But it made me think mm. about, like, for season four, how they, like, cut all the Asian women. <laughs> yeah. Who, like, got engaged. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck? So I hope they didn't do it like that this time. But... Still, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm super excited. Um, I know we said on the podcast previously how, like, as there's more seasons, people do it for, like, I don't want to say, like, disingenuous reasons, but less people, I feel like, are going to do it. Yeah, for, there's like, more factors into yeah. it than just love. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, like, if we'll kind of see that with this cast. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Stay All tuned right. for us, right? <laughs> But enough about Love is Blind, because we are talking about The Ultimatum Season 2. Woo! I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of... You guys, if you saw my notes, they're like five pages long. (laughs) Okay, well, that's great that you have a lot of thoughts, because I have like very little thoughts. Really? Yeah, I just... So, Deep D and I just watched episodes one through five, so we're only recapping those episodes and we haven't seen past those episodes either so we don't know what happens our like thoughts may change Mm -hmm, um in in next week's episode um but for the first five i just i thought it was kind of boring really okay i took a new perspective to looking at this and i found it really interesting now because previously i used to look at the ultimatum and be like i want like married couples to come out of it or i want engaged couples to come out of like successful relationships But I feel like I took a step back and thought about what the show is really about. And it's a learning process, you know. And so now that I like look at it from that perspective, I feel like I'm just looking at the cast differently and what they're going through and their emotions differently now. So I don't know why, but I think it's like hitting more hitting home for me a little bit more. (laughs) Okay, I get that. But here's the thing. I don't think anyone's really taking the experiment like that seriously minus one or two people what do, what do you mean by that and who i want to know so okay so the couples that match up after the choice mm-hmm. like i don't think any of them are real okay i think the only person that it might be real for is trey mm-hmm. whose original partner is raya raya mm-hmm. um and he's now partnered with ryan okay but beyond that i think the other couples are just like they're not feeling their new partners okay okay i love that you said that here's my take on it these couples are coming into the experiment being together for years right so they have so much history and love there um and obviously issues as well 
So the way I look at it, the new couples that are formed, it's going to be so hard for them to adjust to a new partner, live with them, all of these things. And also in that process, they're comparing it to their old partners, right? So I look at it now where previous season, I was like, oh, I want these new matches to be successful. But in reality, all of these matches are supposed to teach you about your existing partner and not Mm. necessarily it be about falling in love with this new person because how can you really do that in such a quick manner you know what I mean so okay you're right yeah so now that I'm looking at them I'm like whoa okay I feel like each couple those are what my notes are about each couple (laughs) is literally learning so much from from their new partner of what they like what they don't like you know wow you are a very like You're very, what is the word? Like when you watch reality TV, you see it so differently. Me, I'm like, I'm just like a trashy reality TV viewer. (laughs) Like I just take it for what it is. Except for Love is Blind. That where I'm like, okay, I know some of the behind the scenes shit. So like you could, and you know, we've met some of the cast so we could like share a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But for the ultimatum, I just kind of took it like very surface level. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like not very exciting. I think I'm also comparing it to season one where there was so much drama and such like out there personalities. Yeah. And for this season, I think beyond Lisa, who left early because she found out she was pregnant, I think everyone else is kind of like boring. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a bad or good way. I just Mm -hmm. mean like they're not like great reality TV personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like me. Like I, I know that I... I have like a really boring personality that probably, <laughs> no, and it was exemplified on our season for sure, a hundred percent. But you know, no. it, it's just like the truth of it. It yeah. kind of made for boring TV for me. Yeah, honestly, you're okay. Here's my weirdly, when I first started watching it, I couldn't get through episode one because I was like, Same. why am I struggling getting through this? And I turned it off multiple times, and I was like, well, this is difficult for me. But because we were recapping, I was like, let's go deep. So you gotta. You got to fucking listen to this. You got to watch it. I don't know if I was just in an emotional state of mind after the U.S. Open, but I was like, okay, I'm going to like really watch it. And I I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. I feel like all of these couples are really have a lot of emotional growth. And I think they were learning a lot from each other, which is kind of fun. But can we really quickly talk about Lisa and Brian? Yes. Can we? That's the only reason I went to episode two. <laughs> I know. I Look, you know the producers were pissed when Lisa <laughs> found out she was pregnant and they had to leave the experiment because they they were the couple ready to bring the drama. 100%. Like, Lisa getting mad at Brian for talking to Raya, uh, that, was, that was kind of crazy how she went off. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It was very mean. Yeah. And I get it. You're in a high emotional state of mind and you're just like, zero fucks are given. But, like, there's cameras rolling. Like, be aware. But, like, do I chalk it up to her, like, pregnancy, like, hormones? (laughs) See, I don't. Because, I don't know. I don't think pregnancy, like, makes you mean. Like, how she was talking about Raya was, like, pretty messed up. I agree. Like, when she was, like, that Hooters girl. Like, Brian, I wouldn't have an issue if you, like, matched up with Roxanne because she could challenge you. And, like, how is Raya going to challenge you? I was like, what? You don't even know this girl. Exactly. Exactly. And just because you have a certain profession doesn't mean you don't have a lot of depth. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, that was a lot. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? But can I tell you, I was also mad that they left because if they were in the cast still, if they stayed, um, the choice, I feel like, would be so different because what happens if... Because Raya was connecting with Brian as well, right? So yeah. I was like... What would have happened? Now all the couples just like swapped. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I feel like Brian was really feeling Raya. Yeah. That he would have absolutely chose her um, during the choice. And obviously, like, you know, that didn't happen. Right. So, like, Um, how would that have, like, kind of mixed things up a little bit? So, I don't know if you felt this. Do you think it was, like, very convenient that she found out she was pregnant during filming? Yeah, I did. I was like, what is how well, my thoughts? I couldn't even form thoughts because I was just like, how did this happen? How, like, why are you in this situation? You know what I mean? And yeah, it was kind of really I, impeccable timing because she was like, absolutely not with this other girl. Yeah, because I feel like Lisa was really struggling with the entire experiment. She's like, going to leave. Yeah. So I don't know. 
And like Brian wanted to continue on with the experiment. So for her to say, you know, she's pregnant, happy for them though. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe we're looking too much into it. But I was like, oh, it kind of like, I don't know, kind of like worked out because there's no way Lisa would have survived this experiment. I agree. And I thought also it was kind of odd that they didn't come to the choice and just talk to the rest of the cast and be like, hey, like we're pregnant. Yeah. They just chose to leave and just kind of have like a solo scene together. And I thought that was like, oh, okay. I just was hoping they'd come, you know? Okay. Quick question for you. Why didn't Vanessa come? Oh, yeah. To the choice. I noticed that. Vanessa Lachey. Like Nick was just like alone. So I was like, what happened? (laughs) Soloing it up. Maybe Vanessa's pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. That was kidding. I was a joke. Um, I don't know why she wasn't there. I I thought maybe she was filming for her new show, like the NCIS Hawaii. That but that's she's been on. going on for a while, right? Yeah. So maybe there was like a schedule conflict, but I have no idea. I'm not mm, sure why. I was she... curious. I was wondering. I don't know when they filmed uh, this season of The Ultimatum, but yeah. I was wondering if it coincided with the backlash from the live reunion and she was just like over it. Yeah, but she was in the, she was like at the beginning scenes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I have no idea what happened though. Yeah, but um, still really happy for Lisa and Brian. Um, I know, like Brian says, like a baby doesn't fix your problems. That's one thing, yeah. But I feel like, I forgot why Lisa gave Brian the choice. Do you remember? Um, Brian just didn't want to... Like, he felt like he wasn't, like, financially ready, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fight that Lisa and Brian had about Raya, when Lisa, like, hit his face, or, like, touched his face, Mm -hmm. I... That was shocking to me. I don't know. It was a lot. I did see some comments in our DMs about, like, can you talk about that? Like, was that domestic violence? And... I want to say, like, yeah, it was. Mm. Like, someone DM'd us being like, that was really irresponsible that the production team put that scene in. But I don't think it was. I think that, like, those types of actions shouldn't be hidden. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if people do them, then, like, it should be shown for the most part, in my opinion. So they could be told, like, that was wrong. Yeah. Like, I think that's the best kind of, like, feedback you get when you do something stupid on a tv show and you've Mm -hmm. got like millions not millions but like people telling you like hey that was not okay yeah yeah you know i don't know if my thought process is right or wrong in this because i absolutely do not think like physical altercations or physical violence in any way is like good but in that incident isolated alone i feel like like she just like kind of pushed him it was aggressive for sure but I think, like, if it, like, snowballs into more things and it's very frequent, I think it becomes a problem for yeah. sure. In my point of view, it wasn't okay that she did mm-hmm. that. Like, you should never put your hands on a partner. Yeah. I didn't like – but I don't have the issue that it showed on TV as, mm-hmm. like, some people do. Like, people are like, that should have never showed. I actually think it should have, but I don't like the women at The Choice talking about it and kind of, like – making it seem like it wasn't a big deal of what Lisa did. I don't know if they know that Lisa, like, pushed or, like, kind of, I don't know how to explain what like she Like, kind did. of shoved his face, I Yeah, guess. like, I don't know if they know that, but I don't like how it was kind of like a, they were kind of excusing it a little like bit. Like, downplayed yeah, it a little. Yeah, so yeah. that was where, those are the types of things where I was like, well, like, that should never be seen as okay, so to, like, don't downplay it. Yeah, no, I get that. I, I think it was uh, definitely awkward, and it shows, like, a part of the relationship that, like, unfortunately sucks because I ha- would hate to have it be highlighted, but I think it's yeah. an important lesson. So I totally get that. I, I need to check out, the, like, their Instagram. I'm curious to see, like, yeah, we you love, know. Yeah. We love a Netflix baby. I, <laughs> do we? Yeah. We're we're big on Netflix. Movies. But I am very happy for them. I feel yeah. like the way Brian responded when Lisa told him that she was pregnant was just like very, very sweet mm-hmm. um, and just like very mature of him. I mean, it was definitely a, it, it seems like it was a surprise to both of them. So yeah. speaking about Raya, though, were you shocked that she um, matched with James at the choice? Yes. Honestly, I, was too. I thought that she was. I remember there was a scene when they were dating And Raya was going to like she had a conversation with James. I don't know. It felt like a backup conversation because um, I don't know. Things were like in turmoil with Brian. And she's like, I could see us living together. Don't you like that kind of thing? 
I it was like a little seed planted, but afterwards I was like, oh, she actually picked him. Because who else was she gonna pick? After Brian left, there was no one else that she really connected with. But I was like, oh, this is gonna be an interesting. I didn't think that they were compatible. Did James pick Raya though? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't the other way around though, was it? They both they both have to pick each other. Oh, right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was that. Yeah, I didn't really see a lot of chemistry with that couple. I feel like that one was like a little bit forced because Ryan and Trey chose each other. Mm-hmm. I think they had a stronger connection than Raya and James. Yeah. I think you can't really tell by the show, but that's my that's just like my thought based on how like these relationships progressed when they moved in together and mm-hmm. became like a married couple. Yeah. Um but I was really shocked. Um you know that phone call that James has with his friend? Yes. I think after the first night with Raya or during the first night with Raya mm-hmm. um, living together, you could tell like I once that phone call played, I was like, he there's no way him and He's Raya are going to. Yeah. Like he is all about Ryan. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He was as soon as he walked into that apartment with Raya, he knew that he had fucked up because he was like remember at the choice he was just like or he said he was retrospecting about the choice and he was like wow the fact that trey was saying all these positive things about ryan and i lacked to see it i think he like really was like oh fuck like i'm about to lose her like will i lose her oh man that was tough poor poor james oh man yeah so um i just that's a couple that i don't really believe i know editors were trying their hardest to make it sound like you know these couples, all of them really were more romantic than I actually think that they were in real life. I mean, I was thinking back to a conversation between James and Raya, um, how they talk about how foreplay is more than like, you know, making out. And I think the editors are trying to make it into like a more romantic conversation. But I really think it was just like a dead combo. Yeah, especially because they're like, here's all these sex cards, like say them out loud and whatever. But honestly, after that one scene, I was like, uh, they definitely there's some tension here and I don't think it's going to work out. When Raya's talking about her needing more physical. Yes, I felt awkward watching it. Yeah. So I could only imagine the energy in that room being like so much tension Because I get what James is saying. Like, if you're not, if you don't want to have that physical aspect to it, it's hard. Or I guess I related more to Raya in that instance. Because she was saying how, like, this is not really a marriage. But in reality, like, how do you expect it to be? Like, do you want to be fucking? Like, how, like, like, what do you think is intimacy? I guess, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, it doesn't have to be physical. But... They're not connecting on any other level. Yeah. Well, I think to her point, she was like, we don't need to be fucking. Like, she was like, I just want to, like, hold your hand. I want to hug. So I was like, I kind of get it. But I also understand, like, James' point of view. Like, if you don't romantically like someone, because it sounds like he doesn't, like, it's hard to, like, do those types of things without feeling inauthentic. Uh, Yeah, 100%. So Uh I get where she's coming from of, like, this is the experiment. Like, mm-hmm. let's really act like we're a couple. Like, this whole thing. And I also understand that James can't get there. No, 100%. And also, after having that conversation, like, imagine trying to be intimate after that. Like, trying to hold... Like, it would just feel so awkward and forced. Like, I just... Eh, I wasn't about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, I love Ryan. I'm not going to lie. She is, like, a I sweetheart. So I was like, look, I get it. Look, if I... I was dating Ryan. Yeah, it'd be really hard to like not be thinking of her and to like see another woman. I was like, I get it. I 100% get it. Like he, I think for James, he found out that he is way more in love with Ryan than he like understood. And sometimes I really feel like you have to lose somebody or have the feeling of like actually actually losing them to understand that like there's they don't want to ever let go yeah but you know what i found really interesting is when james goes into at the guy's night remember when james is like oh um there's some like there's some things that i haven't told ryan yet they mind you they've been dating for six years now seven seven and they're like oh there's like something i haven't told her and that's why i can't emotionally connect with her completely and i'm like there's got to be some trauma that he hasn't exposed to her. Okay, he made it so dramatic. Well, we do know that he cheated on her, so I wonder if it's that. But he says that he also There's hasn't more. told 
um, Raya about it. And he did tell Raya that he cheated on Ryan at right, some point. Right. So I don't think it's that. No, it, it's something to do with his family, he said. Like, he said he went through something with his mom and dad. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Up. I literally thought, I was like, did you murder someone, dude? <laughs> like, what? what's no. going on? No, I think it's like, I don't know, but I'm really excited to find out. I had to stop myself at episode five, but I was like, what is going on with James? <laughs> I know. I really liked that conversation between James and Trey. I feel like James, uh, I feel like Trey was really mature during it. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, I liked how he was he did reveal like he developed feelings for Ryan, mm-hmm. but I also liked where he was telling James like, you know, this is what Ryan says, like what the issue in your relationship is as if he like wants the best for Ryan. Yes. Like it was very like mature, like they're just trying to help each other out type of thing. Yes, And I loved that because you know that actual feelings are involved, especially on Trey's side mm-hmm. when it comes to Ryan. So I think that was more of like a very like authentic very, yeah. conversation than the other ones with the guys. Yeah. But OK, Natalie, that is exactly when I decided that this show was more about learning about the existing relationships already than it is mm-hmm. about forming the new ones. Because especially that conversation, I thought it was so authentic and sweet that I was like, oh, like he's really giving him advice on how to move forward and how to make their relationship so much stronger. And like, especially if it's going to lead to a marriage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think Trey can sense that Ryan is not like into him in like that. And yeah, exactly. I don't think he he knows that it's not going to go anywhere. I thought it was really sweet that he confessed his feelings, though. I did, too. I think Trey's going to end it with Raya for sure. We'll talk about predictions at the end. Yeah. That's my okay, thought, I'm too. Save it. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really liked that conversation. That made me like Trey a lot. Um, but James kind of like creeped me out with a, there's things I've done. I was like, what? Like, what? Yeah, I really wanted to know. I was like, wait, what is going on with him? He seems like he's having a lot of emotional turmoil. Okay, like, you want to, let's take guesses. Maybe he I, like cheated with like. What are you about like, to say? Her mom absolutely not i don't know it sounds like really intense i think it's not the cheating thing i think ryan knows about the cheating so it's got to be something more complicated i think it has to do with some sort of family trauma from childhood Mm. okay because i feel like that's the only thing like something so like sad i hope it's not something really sad i actually like james he's a little little sweetie he's figuring it out i think ryan does deserve better though i have no feelings about James. Like, I'm very neutral about really? him. Yeah. Like, I don't root for him, but I don't also, like... Like, I'm not rooting for him, and I don't like him, but I don't dislike him. So mm-hmm. let's see if that changes in the next sets of episodes. But Trey and Ryan, you're right. Very, very cute. I feel like Trey just doing those small things for Ryan. So Ryan says, like, oh, he went to go get my car cleaned. Yeah. Like, things like that. I feel like he... He definitely has like a lot of affection for her. Mm-hmm. But the way she responds to him when especially when he said like, oh, I'm developing feelings for you, you could tell like she's not into it. Yeah. I got the same vibe, like especially on that boat, right? Where he was like expressing his love. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, like I feel like I'm learning a lot from you. I don't know what exactly what she said, but yeah, I didn't get the vibe that she's yeah. into it. Like I feel like if she liked him back, she would be like, I like you too, or I'm developing feelings for you too. But instead she says, like, oh, we have like a deep bond. Like she and the bond is growing deeper. Yeah, like, like yeah. she says everything going around saying like... The exact words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally got that too. And honestly, what I do like about both of these people is that they are both givers. And I think what they're learning from each other is the fact that like they keep emptying their cups to people who just take, take, take. And both of them, since they're like giving affection to each other in the small things, I think like that's what's missing in their other relationships. So hopefully they'll take that back and like, you know, give it to their partners yeah. and like be more selfish a little bit. You know who else I really liked hmm. is Kat. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Like, my gosh, like the whole... I don't know. I feel like Antonio was, again, that match was just because they're probably only the two left over and they had a match. And I feel like Antonio does not let her speak. Like every time there's a scene with the two of them, Kat and Antonio, it's Antonio just like being like, I'm a piece of shit and I'm Mm -hmm. not good enough and blah, blah, blah. And here's me venting and Kat's like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like he never gives her the chance to talk. 
I got the same vibe. Honestly, in my notes, I don't have much about Kat at all because I don't know Kat. I don't know Kat at all. Like, I just, the only thing I know about her is that she's quiet and she's shy and she's a little bit submissive, I guess, because that's what Alex likes. I do like Kat in the way that when she does talk, she's very, like, concise. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like, you could tell she's, like, a really good listener. Yeah. And the things she says, like, she, she puts a lot of thought into the things that she says. Right. Right. Like, especially when she... Um, was trying to kind of like defend Antonio when in her conversation with Roxanne. Yes, at the girls' night. Um, you could just tell she's like very thoughtful in the things that she says. Um, and she was sure not to bash Alex. Yes. I, I really got that vibe. She was like, I'm not going to sit here and bash him like you are right now. I was like, oh. Yeah. Respect. So, but it, it sucks though because I feel like with every scene with Antonio, obviously you could tell there's like no chemistry there. They're kind of in this like fake relationship i'm Mm -hmm. sure they sleep in like different rooms or something but um it's always about antonio and like you know his issues and his relationship with roxanne yeah yeah Uh, i antonio and roxanne are very interesting to me because obviously roxanne is like the aggressive not aggressive she's just like this like dominant personality yeah and I think Antonio deep down like also has that side to him, but it's been so suppressed by Roxanne that like he literally is just so submissive to her. I don't know. I just. Well, Kat says it. She's like, I think that he deserves more credit than he gives himself. But I think probably he's been like emasculated and probably belittled by Roxanne for so long. I think that Roxanne has made Alex feel like he's not good enough and that he's he really thinks that about himself now. Mm-hmm. Like when he says like at the guys night, like, oh, like he's talking about like one of his like faults. But the mm-hmm. way he talks about it, it's like someone definitely told you that. And you're just like regurgitating yeah, what you've heard. He's and believing I, it. Yeah. But the problem with Antonio is that he doesn't change his actions to like make himself feel better. Like remember when Roxanne's like, oh, like he's just like games a lot and just like doesn't really do much i feel like for antonio he's scared to leave roxanne because maybe roxanne provides him the stability that he's looking for Mm. in himself you know like because what what are you doing then and i feel like he's also like dependent on her exactly because she has made him feel like he's just not good enough so Mm -hmm. he's probably like you know she's out of my league she has a stability that i want or i'm am looking for and like I'm just not good enough. Like, if I'm not with Roxanne, like, I'm not good enough for, like, someone Someone else. else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's always so anxious about their relationship. Oh, man. that It's a lot. And I think Roxanne puts up with Antonio and his, like, laziness or, like, his ability to not do much. I don't know how to put it exactly. Yeah. Like, she puts up with it because she needs somebody who's a little bit more submissive because you start to see it in the later episodes. With her relationship with Alex, which I was yeah. so surprised about. Were you surprised at the end of these five episodes? Yes, because I thought that her and Alex maybe had the strongest connection. Same. And then all of a sudden on episode five, they're talking shit about each other to mad shit to each other's exes or like respective partners that they arrived with. So I was like, what is going on? Uh, like, I, I thought you guys shocked. were like a great match. You guys are talking about like, oh, like we're so similar. Like, he's what I want in a guy. Like, that's what Roxanne is saying about Alex. And all of a sudden, she's telling Kat, like, oh, yeah, there's some red flags. Like, he lies a lot. Yeah. White lies. Yes. Like, what is happening? First of all, I agree with you. I thought it was the strongest connection because they also go into, in episode five, like, the meeting their parents. Yeah. Did that happen last season? I don't even know if that happened. No, it did. Definitely. It did? Oh, okay. Maybe I just tuned it out. Anyways, that was wild to me. And... I actually like the parents' advice because they can, like, have an outside perspective. Whatever. But it seemed like they had the strongest connection ever. They were like, oh, my God, similarities. We are so strong, blah, blah, blah. But I knew it was going to blow up at some point because when you have two strong people in the same vicinity, it's it's hard to maintain, like, dominance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, who's going to, like, be submissive? And You can't have two dominant people, I just feel like. Do you think, though, Alex is that similar to Roxanne? I know that they, you know, are both very, like, money-focused and have, like, entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. However, this is me just pulling this out of my ass, actually. I'm just, like, (laughs) surmising at this point. Um, I feel like Alex is someone or reminds me of someone I know who kind of, like, changes their personality to fit 
the expectation or who the other person wants them to be. Because like Roxanne even says this too, like, you know, Alex says like he works long hours, but she's like, he naps during the day. So he like isn't working long hours. So I'm like, is Alex this like hardworking person or like is this like business focused person that Roxanne that he's making himself out to be or is it more so just for Roxanne yeah honestly that's that's a fair point I think I changed my mind about Alex when I got to episode five towards the end there when Roxanne started talking shit yeah I was like whoa why is she and Alex did too Alex called Roxanne mean yeah like I was like where did that come from but anyways but with Alex when Roxanne was saying those things I kind of looked at it and I was like Oh, like just because he started a company doesn't mean one that it's successful. I don't know how many hours he puts into it because sometimes when people are in that state, like they kind of put up this front, like they're always busy, like doing things. And that's when Kat validated that. I was like, oh, like I feel like maybe it's a little bit of a front, like on Alex's part that he is pretending to be this like, oh, my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm so entrepreneurial. 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 (laughs) And, you know, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, it's a front. Yeah. And my thing about Alex and like Kat and Roxanne are talking about it in their conversation is it's like they said, like he doesn't think he could do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't really like think he has faults. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of get that vibe. Like I think he thinks he's better than Kat. I think so, too. Actually, I think Roxanne thinks that, too, about Antonio. But, like, it's those personalities where it's, like, they think that they're above their partners. And I hate those personalities. Dude, you're so right. And, like, it's so funny that those are the two people that swapped. Because yeah. it's kind of like they each get the a taste of their own medicine, if that yeah. makes sense. Because they're both battling to see, like, why are you trying to fight with me? Am I the better, like, business person? Are you? Like, it's just a lot. I'm like, ooh. I know. Man. Um. But going back to Alex, his mm-hmm. conversation with Antonio, how freaking awkward was that? That was really awkward. And I'm sorry, but... Talk shit to I, my face, is what he says. I, yeah, that was... I feel like there was more to that conversation. It was just, like, edited in. But yeah. the fact he said it, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Antonio, like, was just so dismissive of what Alex said was a little bit, like, weird. I was like... Are you really lacking that, you know, awareness of, like, what your partner thinks of you? Like, it's very clear Roxanne does not respect Antonio. Yeah. Like, I bet he watched these episodes and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Honestly, I don't know what he expected Alex to say more of. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I want details. Give Like, talk shit to my face. And I was just like, I'm a little confused on what Antonio is looking for. Like, does he want, like, specific things that that Roxanne has said about him? Like, I don't know. Literally, this is what happened. Antonio says to Alex, be direct with me. Alex is direct with him and says, she doesn't respect you. He's like, say more. (laughs) And then, no. And then Antonio goes, you're lying. (laughs) You're just trying to ruin my relationship. I was like, what do you want? Yeah, no, that was interesting. Ah, man. Okay, you don't think that there's any chance in this world that Alex is trying to get Roxanne, right? Like... That he would ever say something just to make Antonio think it's not going to work out. No, I think based on what Roxanne was telling Kat and what Alex was telling Antonio. Mm-hmm. I I think that behind the scenes they weren't like working out. Yeah. Um, yeah, there seems to be some turmoil. Yeah. There. There's a lot of. Yeah, I think. I mean. Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. know. But Antonio makes it really hard for anyone to, like, converse with him and be truthful about it. I was like, Antonio, if you wanted the truth, don't be so freaking aggressive in your conversation with Alex. Yeah, yeah. Like, you either want the truth or you don't. Don't be so, like, I don't know. Here's my thing. Antonio and Roxanne confuse me. They're both just, I just don't know. Like, Antonio confuses me in terms of, like, the way he views himself, but also how he, like, puts Roxanne on a pedestal. And, like, allows him to be treated the way he is by her. And then Roxanne confuses me because if you are talking so much shit about your partner, especially in front of the cameras, like, what are you doing in a relationship with them? Yeah. Okay. Like, First I'm all, very confused by that relationship. I love the way you say pedestal. <laughs> what is it? I say pedestal. 
I, I feel like you're pronouncing it the right way. I know, but I just I don't want to correct you because I like it. <laughs> stool again, talking Pedestool. about stool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I okay, truly, I think this is where I stand with Antonio and Roxanne. Okay, I think Roxanne is a dominant personality. She does not want another dominant type in her life. Like as much as she wants to pretend like she loves Alex and his like, I love your like, w- whatever. I don't think that she likes that. I think in reality. I think she likes the fact that Antonio doesn't have a lot going on. I think she likes him to be submissive to her. And I think that's why they're together. Because if she truly valued what Alex was bringing to the table about all of this entrepreneur, whatever, then she would have left Antonio so long ago. She would not have put up with it. But she likes the fact that she can be dominant over him. I mean, she even says it when she's talking to her parents. You know me, dad. I don't know. I don't do well with other dominant personalities. Yeah. So I think that's like kind of where they stand. Same with Alex and and Kat. It's the same energy. That's true. It just sucks for like the. For Kat and Antonio. Yeah. 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 It's like you've got partners who really don't like respect what you bring to the table besides your quote unquote submissive personalities. Um, Speaking about Roxanne, though, can we talk about how awkward it was when she was talking about how like Alex would sleep with like would want to sleep with her and hook up with her in front of cat i was like dude like read the room yeah honestly can i just at the at the beginning when i saw the girls night and the guys night thing happening i was like this is so cruel (laughs) i know so cruel of them to do this but i i understood later like okay this is like valuable they have a lot to talk about yeah and to learn from each other but that that scene i can i just commend cat because i could literally see in her face how like hurt she looked but she like she like just put up with it and she was like yeah this is yeah like oh Oh, poor cat. I love cat. Like, yeah. Oh. I think it just shows that Roxanne is just inconsiderate. She kind of like is in her own little world. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm not loving Roxanne or Antonio mm-hmm. in these episodes. Yeah. I'm hoping it changes. But I think right now, like Roxanne's really just like pissing me off. I think she's coming off very like she it's thinks so highly of herself. Entitled, yeah. yeah. Just mm-hmm. everything is just the vibes are off. Um. The other person that I'm not really loving is Alex. Mm-hmm. I think that he just also thinks very highly of himself. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing his dynamic with Kat when they move in together. Yes. I, I love that you said that because I also agree. I think that Roxanne and Alex really are pretentious and they think so, like you said, so highly of each other, of themselves. And so I think that they're getting a taste of their own medicine, putting those two together, and they're going to value and respect their partners when they do the swap 100 percent, because they're gonna be like oh my god i truly appreciate you you're not combative you are like so like willing to like help me with my needs all this stuff like i think they're just yeah like a better personality fit yes but i do think that kat and antonio are gonna grow some balls and they're gonna be like i'm not putting up with this shit anymore so it's gonna tables are gonna be turned baby no i hope that's what happens specifically for kat yeah i was like you know what you are so nice you're so pretty. Don't let this man make it seem like he is the better one in that relationship. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways, predictions, though, on these couples. Like, who do you think <sighs> is going to make it at the end, get engaged? What do you think is going to happen? I think that Antonio is too scared to leave Roxanne. And I think Roxanne's going to get sick of Alex. So when they do the swap, I feel like Antonio is going to propose. Okay. I don't know if Alex is or I don't know if Roxanne is going to say yes or no because she really is not into marriage with Antonio. She's into marriage, but not with Antonio. I think that they'll still be together, though, at the I, reunion. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I think they're going to be working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a feeling Ryan and James are going to get engaged. I think you could tell James is starting to, like, appreciate Ryan yes. more mm-hmm. because Trey likes Ryan. Mm-hmm. And so I think they will definitely get engaged at the end. Yeah. I concur. I think James is definitely going to propose, but I think Ryan is really going to think about it because the way Trey is um, so like lovable and just gives so much. I think she's going to expect that from from James. And I'm hopefully she'll ask that of him during the swap. So I, I do hope that they make it because they've been together a while. And yeah, um, who else? Ryan, Trey, Ryan, Trey are not going to make it. 
Uh, that's what I think, Absolutely too. Absolutely not. <laughs> They're not making You it. know, James said it best in his conversation with Trey. He's like, I don't think Raya is, like, ready for marriage. Like, yeah. I think you need to explore other potential opportunities, which was, like, crazy mm-hmm. for James to tell that to Trey. Yeah. Um. So I don't really see it on, like, the show where she's not ready for marriage, but clearly there's things happening where James thinks that. So I think that... They won't actually make it. I yeah. think it's like foreshadowing something. Yeah, I agree. I, and also with Alex and Kat, I think that Kat deserves more. Same. I do too. Like just the way uh, just the way Alex talks about her, I don't think it's like he just needs to let her go. In my yeah, opinion. but I think knowing Kat's personalities, because I have friends with similar personalities. Again, I'm just doing it based on what I'm seeing on the show. I feel like she'll stay. I know. Because she doesn't realize how good she is. You know? Yeah. Oh, she doesn't realize that she deserves more. And I think Alex is going to just like... But do you think Alex is going to like propose? Yeah, I think so. Really? I think after going through that with Roxanne, I think he realizes like <sighs> that Kat is a better fit for his personality even if it's not, you know, a good fit on her end, that I think that he will propose. Uh, that sucks. Which she will love because she's the one who gave the ultimatum. But we'll see. I, I've i realized one thing. I've realized that sometimes longevity in a relationship is, you know, doesn't make a difference. I've also learned that sometimes love, no matter how much you love that person, compatibility is everything. And I think that's what this show really, like, like highlights it's like yeah. it's not about love it's not about how long you've been together it's really about those compatibility traits and so i i'm hoping that the right people stay together <laughs> and 100 i'm just go. not sure who the right people are right now you know like yeah. who are the who are the good couples it's getting kind of like murky in my mind yeah <laughs> well let's wait a six through ten baby let's go <laughs> yeah so Those are our thoughts on episodes one through five of The Ultimatum Season 2. Next week, we are recapping episodes six through ten, which includes the reunion. So, ooh, we are excited for that. But let us know your thoughts on what you thought about our recap and also these episodes. Feel free to DM us. Leave a comment at our Instagram page on Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.